Right, so this is thing one. Right, <coughs> when you're ready. <coughs> so nearly there. Must stop and rest. Oh well. No point in putting off the inevitable, I suppose, end of the long chap. Right, then the voice is cut through. Okay, right. So, <coughs> do you want me to start quietly and get louder? Quiet in hand, we're not here so you can go sightseeing. Oh, I knew I should have worn my other shoes! He must be here somewhere. The tracking beam should have honed in on his body odour. We don't understand! This is a bomb, and I've just activated it! This entire planet is about to be destroyed! Professor Emblem, you're coming with us. Hold tight. There's a bit more to say on that. Hold tight! Professor <laughs> bit, you're coming with us. Yeah. Okay. Professor Endelman, you're coming with us. Hold tight. Uh, picking a pert we when he's... he's no, Trouton in the Breed Doctors. I was trying to be a bit camp. Okay, don't worry too much. I think that'll come naturally, yeah. Okay. Okay, let's go. Hello, I'm P to the Bow. Welcome to Making Echoes. The sound you just heard before the jaunty music was that of hard at work actors recording Echoes of the Proti, a brand new audio adventure starring members of the Planet Scaro Doc 2 forum. A wonderful place to be sure. Over the next few minutes I'll be taking you on a journey, on a very long journey, behind the scenes of the production and talking to some of the performers involved in order to pad out the second disc of this gorgeous double disc CD set you now own. This song that I'm supposed to be humming along with. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the song is. Um, it doesn't matter actually too much. Can I just just be singing along? Um, it's it goes you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Night. I'll just sing. What, what do you want to sing? What do you want to hum? <coughs> oh, something. What would Vera hum? It'd be something very camp, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, I think I think I'd I'd do a bit of dusty, okay. wishing and hoping. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. We got something to say, ready? Yep. Echoes of the Prototype began life as a short adventure by Size Hunt and Hart in 2002, and was published online. The critics were simply astounded by the story, and their reaction was highly animated. Reviewer Andrew Orton wrote, "Somebody somewhere is quite clearly taking the piss." In the autumn of 2005, a long-planned idea to make the story into an audio play was put into action. Cy Hunt and Cy Hart explain. Well, this was a story we wrote many years ago, wasn't it? In 2002? 2002, yeah. Yeah, Cy always said he wanted to make an uh, audio version of it. I thought, I thought at the time that it would be good to do a version on audio. That was sort of like a bit of a dream back then. And then um, time went by and... A few years later, um, I suddenly had the idea again, and um, so the first thing I suppose was to to change it into a script. Well, we had all that all that 
idea the other year when everyone wanted to make Doctor Who with a video camera that never came to anything. So it's nice to actually finally be doing something. And there's lots of good people on Planet Scara who wanted to be involved. So so getting it together didn't seem too difficult. I thought the response was just brilliant to it. I mean, I asked, I must have asked about 20 or, or 30 people o- over the time that it was going, and only two people ever turned me down. Everyone was up for it, including people wanted to come all the way up here, you know, into the into into the country to to actually record it. And here we all are. There were a number of differences between the original story and the finished play. Although the basic story remained the same, in the original version Scott was called Sai, and the companion character Rob was a girl called Alf. The changes were made to suit the new story and cast, as was the expanding of the cast list to enable more people to take part in the production. For example, in the original story Hansen the Landlord is Unseen, the story beginning after his death at the hands of Professor Endelman. In 2006, he gains a first name, Liam, and an actor to play him, O. Martin Penny. My name's Liam, Liam Hansen. It's just, I've had some bad experiences with the locals lately. Six months rent I'm owed, six months! And you're wondering what to do about it? Well, not exactly. The play was recorded at Harpy Towers Recording Studios on Saturday 21st of January 2006 after several months of writing, planning, pre-production and pre-recording. Here, some of the lucky cast discuss their roles on the day of recording. Uh, I, I saw my character as a kind of uh, uh, a, a companion, but more worldly wise than Nick who gets um, uh, seduced by the young Scots. Uh, although nothing happens, I'd just like to make that quite clear. Can you ever escape the public eye? Well, can you? Can you ever escape the public eye? Well, you can if you do audio. That was Steve Alexander, also known as the mysterious Bob McCow, for being an odd cow. Tim Horton plays Professor Endelman, the misguided scientist responsible for resurrecting the ancient creature of the play's title. Tim tells us a little about his character. Slightly nervous, a bit eccentric, that's how I'm playing him. Um, bit of a professor, really. He's a mass murderer. Suicidal, um, easily led. That pretty much covers him, I think. What do you think of the quality of the script? Oh, it's excellent. Oh, it really is excellent. I mean, you, you just can't get better. I've read Doctor Who scripts, and this is the best, I think. How does it stand up to a um, classic like Time Lash or the Time Monster? Does it compare? Um, you're asking a tricky question there. I mean, there's some of the best classic Doctor Who's there are, but um, yeah, I, I think it compares quite favourably. Um, what do you think of your other performers in the show? Um, well, these guys are obviously professionals and I'm a mere amateur, so um, it's, they're, they're, they're taking me along with them. I think they give me some very good pointers. And do you take them easily? Yes, very. Yes, I'm easily taken in. The most unusual casting for the play was co-writer Cy Hart, who plays eccentric sexagenarian Vera Jundry. Cy hasn't got a puss-puss, which made his role as Vera all the more challenging. Hi, I'm, I'm Simon Hart, you might know me as Plenskara as Cy Hart, and I'm playing Vera Jundry! Well, it's my, my life's vocation has been playing ladies, you know, I'm, I'm, I know so much about women. Well, I've been playing Vera actually for the last three years since me and Cy wrote the wretched story in the first place. I only got the part because I can do the stupid voice really well. So has this been a long time in the making for you? It has, I, I remember writing it, oh, must have been all three years ago now, something like that. So. Is a co-writing? Is it hard for you to co-write and act in something that you've got such an involvement with? Well, the problem is, because me and Cy wrote it, 
we wrote all the lines to make us laugh. So the problem is, I still laugh at all our jokes, which is really bad, really. So um, tell me a little bit about your co-stars. Are you, are you finding they're up to the level of material? I think they're definitely up to the level of this material. What do you read when you're sitting on the loo? Um, the Seventh Doctor Handbook by David J. Howe and Mark Stammers is, is a big favourite. Hi everybody, it's Wayne here. Uh, just to say uh, thanks to Cy, first of all, for uh, inviting me to take part in the audio, and my, my little cameo part there. It's always nice to be asked. I can't actually remember what my uh, character's called, but uh, if you listen out for somebody doing a, a bit of a Fred Elliott impression, then uh, that'll be me, I guess. Uh, okay, well, I hope you all enjoy listening to it. I'm looking forward to hearing it, and uh, no doubt I'll catch you all later. All right, cheers. <laughs> Recording got underway once the main cast had arrived, but the process was not completely without distraction. What did happen to Mr. Hanson? Hanson? You don't need to worry about Hanson. It was an accident, that's all. It's dealt with. Hang on, try. <clears throat> A hilarious outtake there for sure, from the studio sessions of the play. After an intensive five-hour session, recording was completed and the cast could relax. Sigh hunt again. I feel like I've kind of um, tricked all these people around my house and then um, had them here for the day. I've not actually seen them because I've had my head down in a script all day. Um, but uh, it's uh, quite early that we've finished and I've double-checked we've got everything in the can so um, we can get a few drinks and maybe have a nice night now. With recording finished, the task of post-production lay ahead with hours worth of raw footage needing to be edited. I'm preparing some uh, pro-type voices for the climax of the play. The voice of the proto is actually me. I tried to remember how I'd spoken each time I did it, so I used the same tone of voice. So here we can see the, the original, untreated version of my voice. Time Lord. Oh, we add a chorus effect to that to give it a bit more weight. Time Lord. The third stage of processing, we, we put it through a filter, so we had some voice modification. <laughs> And eventually we get it how we want it. And uh, finally, we add some echo. And um, there it is finished. Quite apart from the addition of the music and sound effects that make echoes of the pro tie such an engaging listen, post-production also involved the removal of the vast number of mistakes made by the cast during the day. Scene 66, recording. Thank you. I think all this started with the lost bones the expedition brought back, but it didn't. It goes back much further. You? You were taken over. Doctor knocked up in that TARDIS, the time the TARDIS broke down on the TARDIS. <laughs> there might just be something we can do to get Nick safely out of here. There. Everywhere. Of course! The body I found earlier! Drained of blood! Drained of blood? Nick won't be part of some inhumane experiment. Or inhuman experiment. Or any other kind of experiment. Sontaran <laughs> experiment. <laughs> Don't worry. I forgot everybody Sarah Jane, it should be, of course, yeah. I don't think Nick and... Uh, 
What is all this stuff? Spanners? Wires? An old pentalium drive? What would an old ba- <laughs> You said the whole race was gonna- was gonna- <laughs> The proti are from outside our dimension. Therefore, they can see our future as clearly as looking through a plane- 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 As clearly as looking through a plane- 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 Granville. Are we done, love it? Oh, you were super. That one was better. One of the key ideas of the play was to involve as many posters from the Planet Scaro Forum as possible. As the original story only featured a relatively small number of main characters, a number of additional smaller roles were created for audio, ensuring plentiful, joyous padding in the finished production, which also helped distract from the numerous flaws and inadequacies in the plot. The character of Professor Hogg was written for the sequence set on DARP when the discovery of the mysterious proti bones is recalled. Professor Hogg is played by international superstar Peebal, or me. It's a near complete proti skeleton, preserved. It could be the last one in the universe. This is the most exciting moment of my life. Be worth a bit, I reckon. For the last time, be quiet and start recording the findings. This is a moment of supreme importance in the history of science. <gasps> a herd of wild Morlocksies! Run! Back to the ship! What about the skeleton? Vera, grab that bone! You can just about reach it! <laughs> Um, he's actually kind of like a, a radical scientist guy. Um, he's on the lookout for for a bone, and he's 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 try he's going through the jungle. I mean, it's, it's, it's a trying part. I mean, it stretched me. I screamed, but I, I did love it. it. It's varied, you know. I mean, I've played all sorts. I've played vicars. It's true. I've played vicars, tarts, horse. And, you know, I lie all the time. That's like acting. It's just making stuff up. I can, I can pretend. I could be an actor. Another cameo performer was Northern starlet Pip Maidley, who plays John, a ghostly vision encountered by Rob during his adventure on Giddy. You're, you're fading away as a watch. We are so... We belonged here, but the creatures came. Now we're lost. We're lost here, Beware the profile. You're not making any sense. Are you... ghosts? That is how you know us. We are often tired. We've been released. My job on Echoes of the Prototype has really been to help Simon look after the uh, the production side of things, what with making the CD artwork and creating and maintaining the website, which I hope you've all enjoyed. It's kept everyone up to date on what's been going on. But um, in the audio itself, I've actually had a small cameo role, if some of you heard it. It's part of John. Which I must say I did actually enjoy doing because um, even though it was a small role and um, not being a trained thespian myself, I'm very glad of that. I quite enjoyed it and I have to say if we ever do one of these again, fingers crossed, I'd like to do something a bit more next time. Maybe I could play the part of Sarah Jane Smith. Or maybe a monoid, that'd be good. Or maybe a croton. Close to recording, it was decided to record a special ending to the play, contrary to the ending in the script. This was partly to showcase the surprise appearance of reclusive celebrity Carol Baines, who had been persuaded to record a role in the play, and partly to provide an unexpected storyline twist for those listening who were familiar with the script. 
The original ending, which is Evil Scott being taken away by Waterguard's space cruiser to prison, was also recorded and included here as an added extra. Those with track shuffling playing devices in need of something to do can choose which ending they listen to. Here's the original ending in full. Well, that's what I'd call a result, Costa, old son. One sinister young criminal caught, an alien menace banished, and maybe even a claim of galactic salvage to be made. Oh, I can see my Grand Marshal Waterguard stripes not a million parsecs away. It's like you always told me, sir. Criminals always get what they deserve in the end. Yes, and we'll certainly see that that young fellow gets all he deserves back in Azure Psychiatric, shall we? Let's see how he's doing. Are you alright back there, Sonny? I'll claim diminished responsibility, or madness, or I'll bribe the judge. You won't keep me behind bars for long, you idiots. You'd better watch out, because I'll be back to get you. Power up the retro rockets, Costa. Set the coordinates for Azure. Aye aye, sir. It could be said that Echoes of the Protai was partly inspired by Big Finish's popular run of Doc 2 plays which entertained fans of the series between 1999 and 2003. Before they gave up, it became traditional for the makers of those audios to whet potential buyers' appetites with trailers of forthcoming releases. In order to heighten expectation, and thus almost certainly doom Echoes of the Protai into being a disappointment, a similar trailer was released for your own audio production in February 2006. It is included here to remind you all how great it is. Hi, I'm Paul Clement and I play Ethan Fox. Ethan's a character in the soap opera called Clear Waters, so in essence I was playing a character within a character, which was a bit of a strange experience. His lines are very OTT, so I had a lot of fun with those. I'd say the hardest part of the recording um, was based around the fact it felt very much like Sons and Daughters and that sort of Australian soap opera. So without even realising it, I kept slipping into an Australian accent while I was trying to read the lines. But finally, finally, after numerous attempts and more swearing than I care to admit, I did finally do it. And I had a lot of fun doing it as well. The play is due to be released in April 2006 and is currently nearing completion, so it's here that our journey must end. Thank you for sharing it with me. We'll leave the final goodbyes to the Doctor and his companions. I'm Peebel, stay festive. Goodbye, Vera. Goodbye, Doctor. You won't forget me, will you? I shall try my best. Control yourself, woman. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Oh, one more thing. I want you to call me... Bobo!